Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. An extensive research report from Jesuit Social Services has turned the spotlight on the isolation care, well care is hardly the word, on isolation used as a management technique for juvenile offenders. You might be surprised, I certainly was horrified to know that some young offenders can spend up to 23 hours in isolation, solitary confinement if you like, for weeks or months at a time. Well, the head of Jesuit Social Services um, is indeed uh, Julie Edwards, and she says the use of isolation can severely undermine our objectives for achieving justice, certainly rehabilitation, and cause irreversible damage to the young person. It's terrible for those people, but it's counterproductive in the end for for community safety because people get out and they can't cope and often end up uh, reacting badly to a situation because they've been uh, deprived of um, the normal communication that, as you said, we all need just to... um, just to be healthy and for our have brains health. literally to grow. Yes. Um, so then to have emotional health, to be able to function in the community. In other words, we're, we're, we're really just guaranteeing that these mm, people will mm, always mm. be yes. dysfunctional human beings. That's mm. not a system based on any type of redemption, no. restitution or restoration. Yes. So we do recognise that there will be times when someone will be need, need to be um, put by themselves perhaps for their own safety, perhaps for the safety of others. But, you know, we think what we're calling on is for an independent mental health assessment um, after any day that someone is kept in there. Um, And we think that, you know, except in rare cases, it shouldn't be more than 14 days and it should never be more than 14 days. Julie, are the decisions to put somebody in solitary confinement as a young offender, are they made at a management level within the jail or institution or are they, do they involve psychological assessment? No, I don't. Might, well, it would depend on the reason. Like, so if someone were considered to be at risk to themselves, mm. um, my hope would be that that would be as a result of a mental health assessment. Um, But again, we don't really have a lot of information. Each jurisdiction would have its own uh, policies and procedures in in relation to this. But look, one point I just wanted to make about how important it is that we um, make this data publicly available. Ireland went down this path, Stephen, and in 2013 uh, they introduced mechanisms whereby this data was publicly available and we know that from that time till now we've had an 83% decrease (laughs) in the number of prisoners on the 22-23 hour restricted regime. Yeah, sunlight is a great disinfectant as they say. Julie, are there alternatives though? Well, I think one of the things that we're calling on and we've visited um, some of the most effective corrections systems in the world in visiting, for example, Norway last year. And what we learnt was that um, staff in those places have minimum qualifications of two years and in some places they have degrees, meaning that they are given very broad and thorough training 
um, around a whole range of things, including what they call dynamic security, meaning that the security of the place is really managed through relationship. Mm. Um, they have the skills to de-escalate behaviour mm. um, so that... And when we were talking to them about issues of, of violence, for example, but this was in the youth justice um, area, they didn't know what we were talking about in that um, they say they had maybe a couple of examples a year, but not riots and not... Um, behaviour, poor behaviour on the path, on the behalf of prisoners regularly occurring, not at all because it's managed through relationship they're tuned into the person, how are you going, did you sleep okay last night, have you heard from anyone from home they actually um, make it a much more humane regime and of course like all people um, you know, we lift that to the occasion, we lift to the sort of um, expectations mm. that people have of us mm. Julie Edwards is with us from Jesuit Social Services. Just finally, can you tell us about um, some of the people you spoke to who'd been in isolation and how they were when they came out? I, I gather they find it hard even living in a in a larger space. Yes, we had one young, one young man who came out and he had been in isolation for quite some time and we arranged for him to live in a house. We got a house for him and... and what our staff learnt very quickly was that he restricted himself, which is very sad, to the bathroom because it was the most cell-like um, room in the house. He made his bed in the bath, he brought his kettle in there and the radio and he restricted himself because he wasn't able to cope in the, um, the space of those rooms. He wasn't able to cope when he went outside. He wasn't able to cope when he met other people. And that was a terribly sad situation. Uh, and it just showed the damage, really, that has been done to someone. And uh, I think we've really, you know, got to ask ourselves, is this the kind of society we want? We know that uh, when people do something wrong, we want to hold them to account. And... In this country, the deprivation of liberty is the punishment. And after that, we should be focusing on rehabilitation. Isn't that just so wise? That's Julie Edwards. She's the CEO of Jesuit Social Services. And uh, there, was, there's, there will be an extended version of that um, on our website uh, within the next few days. Our website is openhousecommunity.com.au. We've got to do better than that. If we're locking young people up for up to 23 hours, not necessarily because we're protecting them against themselves or others or protecting others from them, but because it's a management tool, four months on end, then all we're doing is just destroying them forever. We're certainly not rehabilitating them. What a disgraceful state of events. More about that. Uh, yeah, we'll follow that story in, in weeks and months to come. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.